Hey guys, this is Jackson, just jumping in with something I forgot to mention at the beginning of this podcast episode. Uh, two things. First of all, we are going to start doing iTunes review shout-outs moving forward. So if there's anything you want us to say on the air or anything you want to get to us, um, just leave it in the form of an iTunes review. Or just be normal and leave a regular iTunes review, as long as it's uh, positive. But we're going to be reading iTunes reviews every week on the show. For the foreseeable future, just as a as a, a shameless attempt to market ourselves. Uh, also, we want to start hearing uh, more from listeners regarding the actual movies we're covering. So starting next week, uh, we'll be covering Sonic the Hedgehog. If there's anything you want to say, any fun anecdotes you want us to read on the air, something you think is worth saying uh, about Sonic the Hedgehog, you can tweet it at us at NoNerdsPod. Or email it to us at um, nonerdspod at gmail.com, and we might uh, read it on the air. Thank you, guys. Scooby-dooby-doo, where are you? Pretending you've got a podcast, and if you can on me, Scooby-dee, and now you'll shake and shiver. You know you got a mystery to solve it sitting in your ass. Don't come back. If you go through, you're gonna have a little Scooby snack. That's a fact. It's a podcast. More like Scooby Dooby Don't. <laughs> uh, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Alan McMurray. <laughs> I've taken an exasperated tone in this episode. Because <laughs> we're, we're talking about Scoob. <laughs> Okay. How long do you think we can talk about Scoob? <laughs> I don't. There's a lot to talk about. Just none of it's good. I think. Okay. Okay. So. Today. Scooby-Dooby-Dee. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> We're talking about the worst movie of all time, Scoob. Which dropped today. And I gave it 20 whole dollars. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of dollars. In order to watch it. Because, okay. Okay, look. So, before we really dive into it, and how awful and horrible it is, because don't get me wrong, it's the worst. It's not good. But I want to talk about the, like, weird production history of this movie. Because, so the first thing they announced was they were like, hey, we're going to do a big budget, like, theatrical animated Scooby-Doo movie. Like, 3D animated. And we were all like, hell yeah, that sounds great. That sounds cool. And then later, they were like, here's what's up. It's written by a guy named Randall Green. He's not, like, famous or anything. He was... From school. He was uh, one of the writers on Billions on Showtime. And he wrote one of those Noah Centineo Netflix movies. Doesn't matter. Cool, cool, cool. cool, cool but cool. they're like, here's the guy who's going to write it. We're going to have this guy direct it. The guy, the guy still directed it. But, yeah. Um, but they were like, it's going to be called S-C-O-O-B. Like an acronym. Like SCOOB. And the like log line they <laughs> and bring me a drink. Do you remember that? Why song? did you say that? Because it's an acronym. Well, because the song is called S O B. Oh, okay. Do you remember that one week when that was like on every single? No, that was a while. That was a good song. It was a good song. Anyway, we're not talking about Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. We're talking about <laughs> can we Scoob. Um, and their like log line when they announced it was like it's called an acronym because 
the like Mystery Incorporated is going to get amalgamated into a bigger company, and they're going to have to like go corporate, and so that's their like new company name is SCOOB, and it's an acronym for something. They didn't announce what it's going to be an acronym for, but that was like the gag of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then at some point, they didn't. They do didn't that. do that. And like my big take here is that like. I'm not trying to say that, like, that was that version of the movie was going to be some masterpiece that we yeah. never got to see. I'm sure it would have been fine. Maybe it would have been good. I'm interested in the idea of them having, like, to go corporate and have to, like, wrestle with the idea of, like, you know, can we do more good in this structure because we have a broader reach even though we're being overseen by such and such and told to do yeah. certain things. That's a fun, broad idea for a Scooby-Doo thing, especially yeah. if you're going to, like, go all in on it. It would be like Scooby Doo Civil War, right? Yeah. Um, or like Ford v Ferrari. Or a movie with a coherent plot. Right. And they fired that guy and they brought out a new guy to write it and they wrote a different movie. And they it is to me the least interesting, most cynical script. It's the most corporate thing. Ever. Because it's a fucking superhero movie. Yeah. It is absolutely non-related to anything that Scooby-Doo is or has ever at been. all, or has ever been. And they said, and okay, and part of the pitch originally was that they were going to do a Hanna-Barbera universe. Yeah. They were going to start with Scooby-Doo, and they were going to move on and do, they didn't say anything specific, but presumably the Flintstones and the Jetsons, and there'd be a crossover or something. Mm-hmm. Um which, how the fuck would that work? I don't know. Johnny Quest, but... Harvey Birdman. I don't know. Um, God, I would love a Harvey Birdman movie. <laughs> Droopy Dog. See, that's what always sucks is that all of these, like, production companies, they have, like, these big ideas of, like, extended universes jumping off of a movie. Right. But then they do that first movie and it just fucking sucks. And it's like, right. I wish that this was good because I want to see what you wanted to do, but... This was so bad that I don't want to know what you wanted to do. Right. And we talked about the dark universe for a while on this podcast. Did we, we didn't do an episode on Invisible Man, did we? No, we did not. No. We talked about it for a while for whatever reason. Anyway, but that's another one of those things. It's like this big weird idea that totally like just fell apart. Died because on you impact. Made a bad yeah. Movie. <laughs> See, we just it just makes us more grateful for the cinematic universes we have. We do have. The Marvel one. The DC one, kind of. No, not the DC one. The, Get that shit out of here. The Godzilla one, which... Is that really an extended universe if it's just Godzilla movies? <laughs> no. Well, yes, because you've got Godzilla. Yeah. And then you got Kong. Okay. And then you got Godzilla 2. Okay. And then you got Batman vs. Superman, but with Godzilla and Kong. When was that? When it's that coming happen? out later this year. Oh, not okay. later this year, though. Later forever because of the virus. Yeah, no, you got it, yeah. Um, and what else? The Dark Universe. Sure. The Lego Universe. The Lego Universe. <laughs> um, I'm, listen, no one's going to say it. The Lego Batman movie, very good. The M. Night Shyamalan Unbreakable-iverse. Sure. I, don't, I think that's over. I, yeah. I think it was just three movies, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings. Lord, Yeah, sure. It's got the no. Hobbit. There's no. A pro- it's because it's good. Because, okay, look, I got to focus on the stuff we still have. Okay. We don't have that anymore. It's over. Okay. They're going to do an Amazon TV show, but I don't think it's related. I think it's just a different adaptation. Yeah. Have you heard about that lately, by the way? All I've heard is my friend's brother complaining that there's going to be black elves in it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because they kept saying it's going to be, like, the biggest budget for a television show 
ever. That would be dope. It's like they're saying the reported budget is $1 billion. I hope that that means practical effects and not <laughs> right. just a huge CGI budget. I hope that's what that means. Right. But yeah, no, they're talking about, because like, but it's been so long. Let me take a quick look-see. A little looky-loo. I haven't heard anything about that for a while, but yeah. I guess if it is going to well, be that huge, it would probably take a while to make. Yeah, and it's definitely getting delayed now. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know if they've already what, shot. Yeah, on what stage of filming they're at. IndieWire, everything you need to know about Amazon's Lord of the Rings. They got it. We're doing it. It's quite. They've kept the news about Lord of the Rings as quiet as they possibly can, but IndieWire has compiled the nine must-know details. It's based on epic source material. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. There's a lot of hype to live up to. Cool. Yes. That's not information. It's actually a prequel series. Okay. That's fun. So it is connected to the the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings, and it's just another story that takes place before. In that span of time. And you know what? I'm all for that. Because people are weird about Lord of the Rings in the sense that they're always, like, purists about the actual Tolkien novel. Yeah. But I don't think we need to be. I think we'd be like, this this can belong to anybody. This is a whole thing. do whatever you want with Tolkien. We can tell our own stories. Anyway, let's see what other nine things. Um, it cost a pretty penny. Hollywood Reporter reported that the whole series would end up costing more than a billion dollars. Wow. Lord of the Rings... Is Gandalf in it? I don't know. I want Gandalf to Prepare be Prepare for another epic journey. Yes, I would assume so. <laughs> these, none of these are facts. I sure do hope so. Two out of the five so far have been facts. What's going on behind the scenes? What's That's going on behind the scenes? Um, it's not a statement. What about the cast? So I guess it's still in pre-production. Okay, that would make sense. Because it's a projected budget, too. It's yeah. not like this is how much they've spent. This is like, this is how much we would like to spend. Someone give it's, us money. It's going to be shot in New Zealand and production is coming. Okay. They announced it in November of 2017. Ooh. Uh, oh, they said that they were going to start filming in February, which I'm sure they did. And I'm sure they stopped. But not no more. Okay. So that's, that's coming along. Anyway, what were we talking about? The cinematic universes. universes. Um, the Fast and the Furious cinematic universe. Is, uh, that's okay, but that's not a universe. That's just Adeline, a series. Hobbs and Shaw. But that's... Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. But that is a sequel. That is not... No, it's a spinoff. An extended universe, I guess. It's Hobbs and Shaw. I guess. I guess. I need Finding you to put Nemo. some more respect on Hobbs and Shaw. Finding Nemo. Shrek. Because of Puss in Boots. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That that. Oh, it's not over. <laughs> Tom Holland's gonna be Shrek. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Tom Holland's just the new Shrek. I hope. I hope to God he plays one of Shrek's sons. <laughs> that would be so good. I want teen. All the stupid, ugly, horrifying triplets to be from like Shrek the Third. Now? I want them to all be like hot teens. Okay, let's see Shrek Five. Let's see how that's going. Dream Warps Wakey. Let's go. Who does Tom Holland play? Cast TBA. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> There's no information about uh, but it. But it, it is a thing that Tom Holland's in. It like a poster or something. Why are you poking <laughs> Franklin is recording with us. He keeps punching Jackson. Um, because it's Scoob and you have to have your dog. Yeah. You have Eddie to have Murphy. your lifelong best friend that your friendship always grows, Jackson. The script is completed. The story was written by Austin Powers writer Michael McCullins. That sounds fun. Based on his own idea with an intention to reinvent the series. Oh, God. 
People, okay, yeah, no, I have heard people saying that it's going to be a reboot, which is insane. Obviously, it's not going to be a reboot. Yeah, no, because that shit would never fly. And every time, they always say that, because whenever you're, like, making a sequel to something that's, like, kind of worn out or it's been around for a while, you've got to, like, think critically about, like, okay, what are we going to do to shake this up? How are we going to make it different? What do you have to do? Yeah. And invariably, that means somebody does an interview where they say, we wanted to reinvent this and, like, make it something different. Yeah. And people always take that to mean, oh, that means it's a reboot. But that doesn't. And speaking of, let's talk about Scoob. Which is the worst possible reboot ever. Which is an example of what I hope Shrek 5 isn't. Yeah. Because just to talk about Shrek, 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 (laughs) my good friend Shrek, Shrek Shrek for one more second, is that like all of the movies in that series are pretty darn good except for the third one. Like the fourth one is like definitely out there, but like it's not bad. So I hope they do something like that again, where it's like we're doing something, but like it's not bad. Did you just resegue back into Shrek? <laughs> yes, I wanted to say you moved on from Shrek and I from... wanted to continue to talk about Shrek. Okay. Alright, fine. Uh but yeah. my hot take is that Shrek the fourth is not that bad. <laughs> okay. What do you think would happen if they made a DreamWorks cinematic universe. They brought in... Okay, so it'd be Kung Fu Panda. It would be Shrek 5, Madagascar. Shrek meets Chris Rock from Madagascar. Yeah. Lenny. No, what's his name? Lenny Bruce. Dave, what's the David Schwimmer giraffe's name? Uh, uh, Marty? Medication. No, Marty's Marty Chris Rock. Marty is the zebra. Marty is the zebra. Alex and Marty and... Gloria. Gloria. And... Melvin? Melvin? Melvin. The cast for that movie, the cast for that movie is so weird. Like it speaks to a very specific point in time where it's like you could build your blockbuster cast for an animated movie around Ben Stiller, David Schwimmer, and Chris Rock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's God, just very funny. I to never me. saw any of those films except for the first one. I have a feeling they're all bad. Yeah, no, it seems I have like... a sneaking <laughs> subs- subs- subscription. It's kind of the the cars of the DreamWorks canon. Yeah, that would make sense. So um, let's get them all up in here. I thought you were gonna say what if Shrek and Scooby Doo met? Oh, because. I don't know. <laughs> they could solve Shrek's murder. Yeah, there we go. Um, but speaking of mysteries Wait, and Scooby-Doo. Hold on. I just got okay. a very vivid scene in my head of the <laughs> Scooby Incorporated trying to unmask Shrek. And Shrek's like, what are you doing? That's my face. I'm an ogre. I'm an ogre. Why are you pulling on my weird little ears? <laughs> and they're like oh no they're like oh he's a real ogre it's this is for real this time um, we've dealt with special effects and sound effects this is the real deal you guys so which is something that they say in i think every single scooby-doo movie right so scoob so scoob like i said it's <laughs> that's the sound of our dog chewing on a toy like I said, it's a superhero movie. Which, with the worst superhero. My favorite thing about this movie is how they don't solve a mystery. Yeah, uh-huh. And also... The movie's not about Mystery Incorporated. Right, and also that it's still called Scoob, even though... There's no reason for it to be called Scoob. Right, there was a there was a conceit behind the title Scoob originally, which has since been scrapped, and they still decided to call it Scoob. See, I don't know what the, that's all about. Before we talk about how bad this film is, here's the movie that I would have made. I would have made a film because it's, like, the people who grew up with Scooby... Like, that's what I think, like, Pixar has done a really good job of doing with, like, their sequels. Of, like, people have grown up with these films, and now they're adults. So right. now we can we can capitalize on that and make a 
story kind of based on that idea. So I think we could also do that with Scooby-Doo, where it's like, we do show them, like, growing up and solving mysteries together, but now we put them in, like, a modern setting where they're, like, adults, and, like, they've right. kind of, like, moved on a little bit. And no. then we all come back to solve a good old mystery. And I think That we sounds still... a little bit too much like Ghostbusters Afterlife for me. I didn't watch that film, so I don't no, know. It hasn't come out yet. It's just the one where it's the new one with Paul Rudd, where they're, like, in a cornfield, and they're like, the Ghostbusters are coming back. <laughs> like, they're this incredible cultural revolution, yeah. and it's like, finally, after all these years, the Ghostbusters have returned. Well, like, I think you could, off. I think you could smartly do that with Scooby-Doo. I think yeah. you could still inclu- include, like, the corporate idea with those themes. Right. Like, maybe everybody else went corporate, and Shaggy and Scooby didn't want to do that and did yeah. something else. So it, it would be about, like, them coming back together Getting to the do game an, back old, together. an old-fashioned mystery, yeah. because they missed back when they could just do it the way they wanted to. And maybe, like, they're even competing with the Scoob organization. Right. Because they're both trying to, like, solve the mystery. That's a good pitch. Yeah, that is a good pitch. It's way better than this pitch. <laughs> this um, pitch over here. <laughs> bitch of a pitch. <laughs> um, but I, there are things I keep trying to say, but I keep getting sidetracked. Yeah. By you, because you keep talking about fucking Shrek. <laughs> I want to talk about Shrek so bad. Um, I love Shrek so much. Like... Let me look at my notes again. So, okay, and the other thing it's just that Shrek feels written over, over and over again. blatantly cynical about this movie, yeah, is the whole weird flashback origin story nonsense. That takes so long. That's like a solid fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's not like a quick bit. It's like the opening few scenes of the movie. Yeah, that are completely irrelevant to the plot moving forward. Besides, I don't know, they set up that Shaggy gave Scooby the collar, which is fuck off. fucking knew. Um, and it it just seems like an excuse to be like, make it cute. Put a baby in the trailer. Put a baby dog, baby, baby human. They need babies in the uh, trailer. Lonely, lonely baby boy. Yeah. And, like, they're... First of all, I need, I need Hollywood executives to understand that I don't give a shit why the Grinch is so grumpy. I don't give a shit how Scooby-Doo got his name. I don't give a shit how Captain Jack Sparrow got beads in his hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's something they do in Pirates of the Caribbean 5 is they give you a backstory for the beads in his hair. Yeah, well, it's just because this kind of origin story, because this is what they say, there's a Spider-Man movie every year. Am I going to have to see Uncle Ben die again? It's like, well, we've stopped doing that because you know the Spider-Man backstory, so we're not going to tell it to you. And I feel like that's a decision they should have made here. Like, maybe you do want to do a quick bit that's, like, them meeting each other like, or, like, the whole gang meeting each other. Right. Like, I think that's fun. And that does, like, provide some backstory and some character. But having fucking Shaggy walk on the beach by himself <sighs> for ten minutes. And, and listen then, to three punchline songs about loneliness yeah, in a row. And then be like, oh, my God, a dog. I'll call you... Scrobert. No, not that. Scroober. No, Scooby. And then as an audience, we're going to be like, oh. Yes, yes, I love it. That's what the movie's about. (laughs) Scooby. Oh, I thought it was going to be about Scrabdora. Uh, that's the I one. Like, that's the one saving grace of this movie is that Scrappy Doo is not in it. That's true. That that's was a good call. The only good thing about this film is that Scrappy Doo is dead. They're saving that for the sequel. Oh God, you know they are. It's just gonna be Scrappy Doo as a villain um, again. Nobody likes Scrappy Doo. Fuck Scrappy Doo. <laughs> but the thing is, 
is that that sequence seems to understand what people like about Scooby-Doo, right? Like, they solve their first mystery, and it's a ghost, but it turns out it's not real. They have to figure out what the actual plot is and why the guy wanted to do that in the first place, to solve the mystery. And they unmask him, find out who it is, and I kind of appreciate that they didn't, like, go into a whole thing about who that guy is. Yeah, well, because they're like... Excuse me. Because they're just like, oh, it's Mr. Rigby's house. It's haunted. And they go in there and like, oh, it's Mr. Rigby. And then you can, like, kind of piece together like yeah. oh he was pretending that his house was haunted so people wouldn't come in and investigate all the stuff that he'd stolen it's right. like oh yeah like there's an implied motive here but we don't have to spell it out it's for a you. yeah it's a it's a fairly tight like piece of storytelling yeah, that is. i actually kind of like and besides the fact that it has nothing to do with anything it doesn't have anything to do with it. it's, well, it's it's the origin story it's like oh the first mystery that they ever solved it's like yeah that's kind of fun but it doesn't it doesn't do anything. We don't come yeah. back to that ever again. Right. And it it weirdly... I like, was kind of expecting Rig- Mr. Rigby to come back as the like main villain. I think yeah, that in a good movie, fun. that would have happened. That would have been the payoff of that scene, but that never happened. And it weirdly, it feels like it's setting you up for a different movie. It's like, here's the formula of Scooby-Doo that we all know. Yeah, that we so all now we're going to move forward and deconstruct that in a really specific way. That's what it feels like. It's like making sure you're familiar with the formula... So that when we do something interesting with the formula, we're all on the same page about what it was originally. About what we're doing. Even yeah. if you aren't already like familiar with Scooby Doo, which like who wouldn't be? Who but the whatever. Fuck is it? But instead, they just make a movie about fucking Blue Falcon's Bl- son, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and like it's nothing. It's, it's absolutely nothing. nothing. Well, and it's like it's it's just it's so stupid. Because it's like, oh, it's like, oh, like, Shaggy and Scooby are growing apart and they have to deal with that. It's like, okay, this is fine. But that's just, like, the whole fucking movie. That's the whole thing. And then we keep going back to, they do that thing that I hate with flashbacks where they show you a thing that you've already seen. It's like, yeah, we were fucking there. You showed us this and now you're showing us it again, even though it was ten minutes ago and we still remember from the first time. Right. Of him fucking handing him the collar and being like, never take it off, Scoop. (laughs) And then him taking it off and Scooby and then Shaggy, whatever the fuck his name is, Shaggy being like, how could you, You (laughs) bro? How could you take that off? How could you take off that thing that one time? And it's like, God. So, my other big complaint about this movie, yes. besides that it fucking sucks, that it fucking sucks, is that like the animation style does not at all complement this movie or what it is or what it wants to oh, be. Yeah. Right? Like it's a fairly banal sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin, Franklin, <laughs> you can't lick the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, folks at home. I don't know what that sounded like. But... Sorry, dog. He's gonna um, snap his head on now. <laughs> okay, great. All right. <laughs> so this episode is Scoob featuring Franklin. Um, but like, it's a fairly banal. Like, it's a little bit. I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's not an especially expressive animation style. No. It has kind of a vibe that is. Like, more unique than something like a DreamWorks movie, you know? But even still, the animation and the way things move are not especially cartoonish or expressive. Mm -hmm. And just the way things look, they're meant to sort of imitate reality for the most part, right? And that doesn't... They're trying to do this, like, absurdist, goofy humor... 
Yeah. Not only in the dialogue where they do jokes. Like, there are so many jokes in this movie that are, like, funny on paper. That, like, but, should have been funny. But like, they're just not, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> the best example is, like, right at the beginning. The the cop shows up because he's trying to find Scooby-Doo. And Shaggy's, like, covering for him. And he's like, oh, if it's your dog, what's his name? And he's like, Scooby? And he's like, what's his last name? Do? And he's like, what's his middle name? And he's like, Doobie? And he's like, oh, well, if the dog has a middle name, that means he's innocent. That's the law, and I don't like it, but I gotta respect that. Which is like... That's funny. It's goofy. It's like a funny joke. But it, like, totally falls flat in the movie because we've... It's happening in this world that feels... Realer. Yeah. And it's not, like, purposefully mundane. It's just boring. Yeah. And I think it does have to do with, like, the delivery style of this movie, like, in their comedy. Uh-huh. I think this movie overall just has, a, like, a horrible crippling pacing problem. Yeah. Like, in their story, in their camera work, and in the jokes especially. Like, there's too much time in between jokes. It's like we're waiting for a laugh track or something. Like, right. when that guy comes up and he's like... There's a way that you could deliver that where it would be hilarious. But he's just like, well, if the dog has a middle name, then it's cool with me. And it's like, well, that's not... That wasn't funny. That's not a joke. That's, right. That's a sentence. Like, And it's like, and it happens over and over again. Like, yeah. I, I didn't write it down every time, but there's so many jokes that I was like, that's funny. Yeah. I'm not laughing, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I, like watching... It's like watching modern Jerry Seinfeld. Right. <laughs> Did you see his last comedic special? No. It, he does a lot of humor about uh, making plans with friends. Right. Because it's Jerry Seinfeld. Well, he has a lot of he has a lot of material about being a billionaire now yeah, too. Yeah, he does. Which is one of those things that's like sort of a weird thing. I feel like if I were Jerry Seinfeld, like. I would feel like I need to address it, you know? Yeah. Like, if I just showed up, it was just like, oh, socks, what's the deal with that? They'd I'm be like, just a regular guy like yeah. you. They'd, They'd be like, like fuck you, Jerry Seinfeld. You have 800 cars. <laughs> you could buy and sell every person in this room. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck you talking about socks. It was the last yeah. time you looked at a sock, Jerry. <laughs> You're not wearing socks now. I can see your loafers. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, if you were, you know, but then if you're like, oh, you know. I'm a billionaire. I'd be like, <laughs> you know? oh, ha, ha, ha. People, and he, like, does some material about how he's a billionaire and sort of, like, being self-reflexive about it. You'd be yeah. like, okay, all right, fine. Like, I'm not happy about it, but I'll, I'll but get I on get board it. with this. But then he does he do, does a joke about, like, making plans with friends to go get lunch. And we're like, when the fuck do you do that, Jerry? <laughs> when do you not have a personal butler mean? bring no, you No, hold food? on. He has a whole TV show where he makes plans with friends to go get lunch, Adeline. But for a profit. That's fake. Yeah. Jackson, it's all scripted. It's fake. But he's a producer on that show. It's all Jackson. He has to do it. Jackson, none of it's real. <laughs> My point is, he still has to make the plan to do it. But that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about, oh, my TV show when I harass comedians. It doesn't matter. He's not talking matter. about that. <laughs> he's, he's talking about in his personal life with his quote-unquote friends <laughs> going out to get food. And I can guarantee that does not happen. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld and some buds aren't just going to Subway. That's not happening. Yes, they are. Come on. They're not. He's Jerry. He's a regular guy. He's a regular guy. He wears jeans. What's the deal? He also scre- He sounds like Brian Regan in his new bit. It's weird. He screams a lot. Like, right. It doesn't, he doesn't have the regular like Jerry Seinfeld like cadence of his jokes. Right. He's shaking it up. Where it's like a low simmer of anger that like sometimes erupts. He's just like at a 10 the whole right. time. Right. This has been Adeline watched the new Jerry Seinfeld comedy <laughs> special and didn't think it was that funny. Okay. <laughs> I wonder, I always wonder what it is because like Jerry Seinfeld is obscenely rich. Oh yeah. And like, 
Presumably off of, I guess he just had a really good contract on Seinfeld. I mean, he must have. Because, you know, you don't think about like, oh, Matt LeBlanc, he's rolling uh, yeah. in it. <laughs> like, I'm sure Matt LeBlanc is set it's for like, life, yeah. but he's not like... I'm sure he's a rich dude. Yeah, I'm, he, I don't think Matt LeBlanc is a billionaire yeah. like Jerry Seinfeld is. Like, I wonder what it is that he's done that he's amassed that kind of fortune. Yeah. Like, how many seasons did, did Seinfeld even have? Like six or seven, yeah, something like, like, like that. Yeah, like pretty good. I yeah. mean, like... Once, once your show, like, reaches a certain amount of seasons, you're basically just set for life. Yeah. But, like, I don't, yeah, once, I don't Yeah, know. once you get syndication, like, those checks just roll in. Yeah, like, but, like, even, like, with all the other cast members, like, I don't think any of them are billionaires either. He must have just gotten an amazing right. deal or something. Yeah. And I guess he did also have, like, 800 stand-up specials. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much dough those, like, rake in, though. Right. And I guess there is a certain point where it's like, oh, I'm Jerry Seinfeld, I made six million dollars last month on Seinfeld. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's just, like, a really smart investor. Maybe, maybe I he's like, yeah. Maybe I buy Apple. This has been, why does Jerry Seinfeld have so much money? <laughs> Where did he get that? Where did he get all that money? Um, <laughs> anyway. So, Scoob. Scoob. Um, and, like, I don't know. And I'm... Well, it's, I like the animation style. I think it's pretty It looks to nice. Look at. Yeah, yeah, it's very aesthetically pleasing. And it's, it's, it's like, it's a fun thing to look at. Because it doesn't, it's not as like it's not like as oh what's the word i'm thinking of when everything looks the same i don't know it's not it's not like a dreamworks film where it's like they're all very like strict and kind of tight and like they all have the same character model like it's very expressive but it's just not as expressive as a scooby-doo cartoon right and and at points it really does feel like they're just trying to make a scooby-doo cartoon right and but then it doesn't work because it's not a scooby-doo cartoon yeah a it's a movie and b it's animated in a much different style and a much different setting like it just doesn't work you can't just make a scooby-doo cartoon right now it's not how this works and they're constantly using the old sound effects from the tv show too much it doesn't work which yeah it doesn't work completely because it doesn't feel like a cartoon it feels like they occupy a real space in a real world yeah. you know which depending on the movie is a pretty hard thing to do weirdly but they managed yeah. to pull it off in this movie and then ruin to it. its detriment <laughs> yeah, yeah and then ruin it with some weird sound effects that don't make any sense which is a sound that no it's, human can make with their mouths but we're gonna try anyway <laughs> um but then also like and there's that bit where they like they're like, oh, we're friends. We solved our first mystery, and they just like recreate like shot for shot the like old theme song, which I think could have animation. been really fun. Yeah, but again, the pacing is so weird, and like that the it animation, doesn't work. it doesn't fit the tone that they're going for. Yeah, and not only that, but it also like I think it would have played more if they like literally just inserted the old animation. Like, if that makes any sense. Yeah, maybe. Or like, I don't know, it wouldn't it be been, fun it if they got so somebody much of a juxtaposition that it would have been funny because it would have been like right. startling and you'd be like, oh, this is weird. Or would have been even cool if they pulled a move where they like got somebody to do like a two D sequence where they like reanimated that. Whole yeah, thing. like that, that would have been, been fun. But like, also, I just think that like, I don't know, this movie feels like it's trying to play on a certain amount of nostalgia, but it doesn't have any interest in the actual thing it's trying to make you care about, yeah, you know? Yeah, all they care about is the fucking Blue Falcon, which nobody cares about. So, like, Not okay. a single person cares about the Blue Falcon. So, part of this whole pitch for Scoob is that they're trying to do a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. I think I brought that up. You did. Already. Because we talked about extended universes for a grip now. Um, But, so, like, now... It's the... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> like, so the way that they're doing that, they're like, okay, 
we're going to get Dynamut and we're going to get Dick Dastardly just as a way to like sort of, you know, seed the idea of like there's other stuff without like being really in your face about it. Like not making a movie that's like Scooby-Doo meets Batman, you know? Yeah. Um, this movie did feel like Scooby-Doo meets Batman though. <laughs> um, but the thing about that is if you're going to do that, you have to be conscientious about the way you're deploying those characters. Yeah. Because Dynamite is, you know, a, a recognizable Hanna-Barbera character. And Dick Dastardly, especially, is iconic in his own way. But they didn't give him his funny little hat. <laughs> but that's true. He doesn't have a funny little hat, and that's very important. But, like, you have to understand that Blue Falcon and Dynamite are not characters that the audience is going to really respond to automatically. And, like, they treat those characters in this movie like like somebody that you have a vested interest in that you're excited to see that you care about and they give them so much narrative weight that they don't deserve you know yeah like the movie is less about the scooby-doo gang than it is about blue falcon and dynamut and the girl who's exasperated at them all the time the, the black woman that we need um and you know, I don't think... Because if it were me, I would pull an Iron Man 3, right? Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, these guys are things and... Like, these guys are these great heroes and whatever. But then at the end, it turns out that they're pawns for whatever. Or they're actually the bad guys. Or they're or... a person in a mask, which this movie right. doesn't have. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, he's wearing a goddamn mask. Yeah. And they never take it off. And then they pull it off and it's Mr. Rigby. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And, like... Mr. Rigby's like, I stole all of Blue Falcon's shit, <laughs> that, and I've God been pretending it. to be Blue Falcon. It's right there. It's right there. And, like, but yeah, like, make him the bad guy or something, because people won't be mad. It's like, oh, you, d- oh, what? Blue Falcon was I, the bad guy? I thought that Blue Falcon was in this movie, but it's not Blue yeah. Falcon. I thought that Entei was in Pokemon 3, but I it waited, wasn't. I waited 80 years for a Blue Falcon movie, and this is what I get? Now I'm never gonna get my Blue Falcon movie! <laughs> Do people really care that much about the man? I think, I mean, look, I don't want to, I I don't want to be the guy who says that people who care about things are actually just pretending to care about things. Yes. However, I'm sure there are some people who are very into the Mandarin as a character. I bet there's probably about eight or nine of them and they are valid. The rest of you, however. But I think (laughs) there's a certain amount of, I just knew the Mandarin and part of the reason I like these comic book movies is because I feel in on something I when I recognize things. things. And when you turn it around and make me and you trick me like that with something I already felt superior for knowing about, then that just makes me mad. Yeah. I think that and there is also just a certain amount of people being hostile about things yeah. they don't like <laughs> for reasons that are stupid. Anyway, anything in a movie that they don't like. We we said that in Iron Man three also. I yeah, think. because but Iron Man three is great. Iron Man three fucking rules. Okay, we and gotta, this movie should have been more like Iron Man three. This movie should have just been Iron Man three the sequel. Anyway, also, <laughs> Iron Man three two colon Scoob. Scoob. <laughs> what I don't understand. What's the name of the guy that's Shaggy and always plays Shaggy and will always be Shaggy? Yeah, I don't know. You had your computer open. Well, why does it matter? Because he should have fucking been Shaggy. Right. Who's this guy? Will Forte. Will Forte fucking sounds like Carl Weathers from Jimmy Neutron. Uh, okay. Carl Weezer. Weezer. What did I say? Carl Weathers. <laughs> Who is that? Who is in Predator and, <laughs> and Rocky. I said what I said. <laughs> 
It sounds like Carl Weathers from The Mandalorian. He sounds like Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. And I just, I don't understand why they didn't hire that guy. Other than, Because it's not, you don't get the appeal of Will Forte because it's not Will Forte's voice. Yeah. It's Will Forte doing a voice of someone else. So you're not even pulling in people for Will Forte. So it's like, just let, just let the guy who always oh, voices Shaggy. Kasem. Yeah, let Casey Kasem voice Shaggy. <laughs> Because he's voiced Shaggy in everything, and as soon as Shaggy doesn't sound like Casey Kasem, I'm like, whoa, that's not Shaggy. Who the fuck is that? I don't think that's right. I don't think he's always been Shaggy. There's a guy that's played Shaggy, like, a lot. Um, oh yeah, I guess he still is. Oh, no, wait, no. Okay, he plays a different character in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Oh, that makes just sense. Just as, like, a fun whatever. That's fun. Okay, I guess in What's New Scooby-Doo, he was still oh, Shaggy. Oh, wait, who played Shaggy in the live-action movie? Because I was also the voice actor. Oh, that's right, because he was around, too. Yeah, he's But, actor. no, the, the guy who plays Shaggy is, like, or, sorry, the guy who plays Scooby is famously always the same guy. Yeah. He's, like, an Optimus Prime or a Winnie the Pooh. Like, yeah. he's always been. But, like, these, like, because with Shaggy and Scooby, they have such specific voices that messing with them in any way, I think, was just a mistake. Yeah. And, but I don't know. I I feel like that's a... I agree with you, but I also think that in execution, I got used to Will Forte's voice. That's you fair, know? but it's, I, I just was upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just was nitpicky about a thing I didn't like about a movie. <laughs> right. Um, he played Shaggy in an episode of Johnny Bravo. Make, makes sense. And in an episode of uh, Blue Scloops. <laughs> no, he didn't play Shaggy. He played somebody else in Blue That Scloops. makes sense. No, but uh, what was I going to say? He oh, voiced I think... Shaggy in a video game called Scooby-Doo's Yum Yum Go. This this movie also, like, suffers from a weird thing that a lot of modern movies do. <laughs> Wait, Hold see on. also list of vegans? <laughs> let's take a look. <laughs> Wikipedia list of vegans? Um, see, you're see. not a vegan if you're not on Wikipedia's list of vegans. Uh, Casey Affleck. Um, well, I don't recognize a lot of these names. Well, cause Darren I'm... Aronofsky. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> oh god, what was this is a long list. Look at all these. Vegans. What the fuck was I talking about Look before you started talking vegans. about vegans? <laughs> I know Tobey Maguire's on here somewhere. Where's the bastard? Greta Thunberg. What was I gonna say? What was I talking about? Oh, I think this movie suffers from a problem that I think a lot of modern, like, movies do, where they're trying to be, like, really, like, on the hot topic and, like, really, like, relevant, so they bring up things like millennials and toxic masculinity <laughs> right. in a way that, like, weirdly feels like it's a joke for the adults making fun of younger people, right. but also weirdly feels like they're trying to be <laughs> inclusive to the younger yeah. people and the things that they're talking about, and it just never pays <clears throat> off. Like, it's like, they made Velma... Hispanic, which normally I'd be like all down for, like that's dope, make her whatever you want her to be. But it only comes up when she says excelente one time or <laughs> right. something, like something really stupid like right. that. And like if you're gonna make her Hispanic, either don't bring it up and just treat it like it's normal, right? Or like make or like do something with it other than just having her say excelente one time. <laughs> right. Like it's just why did you do this? Like I don't understand who you did this for. This isn't representation. <laughs> I also, there's also just no coherency to the jokes in it. Yeah. Like, there's the one joke, another joke that's funny on paper. They are going to the bowling alley and they ask this lady and she's like, yeah, there's this guy who says like all the time and he kind of talks like an out-of-touch 30-year-old's version of what a teenage stoner would sound like. 
Franklin. Frank, <laughs> Frank dropped that. No. And it, but it's like this self-aware joke, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like cool if this movie felt like that like it was kind of winking and like kind of ripping on the old scooby-doo in like a friendly kind of way like that but it hasn't done that at all yeah it hasn't done that at all and it doesn't really ever do that again and i feel like this is gonna be bad audio okay franklin is chewing a toy on top of the microphone cord as if to be like i'm not chewing on the microphone cord um but (laughs) franklin we're gonna have to kick you off the podcast Franklin, do you have something to say? All right, I, w- I would get him all riled up so he barks on Mike, but then we won't be able to get him to stop. He will never stop. Um, but yeah, and like all the jokes feel like they're from different writers, writers and different movies, and there's not like a there's not a consistent comedic tone. They you must know? have had like chronic issues with a script. Like, that's the only way that I could explain, like, such a weird pacing problem throughout this whole movie. And because, like, they did have, like, other ideas in produc- production that got totally scrapped. Like, that makes me right. think that they had, like, five different scripts that they were all trying to salvage into one. No, I think it was more like they had an idea, but then somebody got cold feet and they came in and were like, fuck all that. It has to be a superhero movie. Yeah. That's what people want. And also make it a prequel. And, and also make sure that such and such, and they like ruin the whole movie, like just destroy this thing. So then all the comedy writers are like, okay, well then fuck it. I don't give a shit what anymore. What if when uh, Blue Falcon or Fred are fighting and Daphne just says the words toxic masculinity, <laughs> like that's even a joke? What if. Like that's even not just a <laughs> sentence? <laughs> I've got one. Blue Falcon, you thought that Tinder was an app for getting firewood. And that's in the movie. And that's also in the movie. We can do I do that think, one. I think it is a fun idea what they do with Blue Falcon. Yeah. Where it's not actually Blue Falcon, it's his adult son that's always right. vlogging. Like, that's hilarious. And he's but then like, in execution, it's not funny. Like, right. Here's, our, here's this old guy trying to be in touch with millennials. Like, that's funny. And it could also be <laughs> yeah. like a winking kind of thing. But then they don't do that in any capacity. Do you want to talk about um, Simon Cowell? Why the fuck <laughs> is Simon... Goddamn cowl in this movie. That whole scene where he's like talking to them in the diner or whatever, and then Scooby and Shaggy starts singing for him. I'm like, this is a scene that they cut out of Shrek 2 because it wasn't fucking funny. Like, what are we doing? What year is it? So, here's what I think happened I think the original joke was that they were gonna get Gordon Ramsay. Which would kind of make sense. Which would at least right? make some sense. Because he, like, comes in and, like, revamps businesses. So, like, yeah. Gordon Ramsay would come in and he would be like, all right, here's what you need to do. Do you really think you're doing the best that you could be? And they'd be like, no, chef. And he'd be like, that's right. Which, like... <laughs> what are you, idiot sandwich? <laughs> yeah, they would steal jokes from the internet. It'd be really funny. It would be really he funny. He would say, "This, there's so much oil in this dish that it, America's gonna invade it. And we'd all laugh. Anyway, um... But, like, he would come in and say, like, oh, here's what you need to do. And, like, that would kind of make sense. Like, it wouldn't be that funny, but it would, like, make sense as a gag. Yeah. But, like, having Simon Cowell in the year 2020, like, I want to know if if kids even know who Simon Cowell is anymore. I don't, like, all I like, know... I can't imagine that they do. Like, I just wanted Shaggy, because what is kind of funny 
about that joke is for the rest of the movie everyone's like fuck simon cowell like that's kind of funny <laughs> right it, but it's not an execution because it's scoob right because none end, of the jokes yeah, are funny. the idea is funny the rest of the movie they're like man fuck simon cowell but I wanted them to, like, make a joke. It's like, this motherfucker, his show, he hasn't been on a show for, like, 20 years, and now it's just a bloated corpse that we keep alive for no reason. Like, that would have been funny. But they didn't do that. Instead, Simon Cowell is just in the fucking movie for yeah. no reason, like, and as a character. First of all, okay, the other thing about that is that Simon Cowell looks like a caricature of what Simon Cowell looked like 20 years it ago. It looks like they literally got the model from Shrek 2 and yeah. just, like, put it in this movie. And, like, it's not even what Simon Cowell looks like anymore. No. <laughs> and, like... And I and he looks awful. Also, first of all, they're like weirdly trying to recreate a real human person in this. And he doesn't match the style in any way. So just for the people who haven't seen it, which hopefully is everybody, because you should. Because you should have seen it. Um, they are like, oh, we need to soup up our company, which is not a plot point. Well, they're like, we need, we want to do, solve more mysteries, do bigger things, so we need more money. And when they say that, I'm like, oh, I like this. I like right. what we're doing. And I like the division that it's creating in the group. Right. And then they're like, in order to do that, we need, like, some help for someone we to, like, kind of tell us what to do. And we're a like, brand okay. consultant. We're like, okay, that also makes sense. And then they're like, here's fucking Simon Cowell. And I'm like, who? Why? He's American Idol? He hasn't... It's not been on the air. So you don't. Well, want... he's still a judge on like Britain's Got on Talent. Britain's, I think. Oh yeah, on America's Got Talent. But like, why did it have to be Simon Cowell? Why couldn't it's it like be he... any other person? Bring on the fucking Property Brothers! Like I don't care. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> why good. Why is it Simon Cowell? You could have the exact same dialogue and make it the Property Brothers. <laughs> It'd be oh, ten times funnier. The movie, if they were like, man, fuck the Property Brothers. That would be hilarious. <laughs> what are the Property Brothers now? <laughs> <laughs> God, like, because that would at least make some kind of sense. I feel like they like run a thing. They like run a business together. Yeah. So for them to like come in with advice, that would at least that would make more sense than Simon Cowell. <laughs> Why is Simon Cowell here? You remember in uh, my fifth grade when the drama club did uh, Truman's Got Talent, Truman Elementary. I do remember that. And they had uh, kids pretend to be Randy Jackson and, yeah. <laughs> and Simon Cowell and Paula Abdul. Yeah. Uh huh. For a weird variety show also, that came up with. Here's what my thing was, is that we were the orphans from Annie. Oh, that's right. And we would come up and we would sing terribly. And then Simon Cowell would call us a bunch of ingrates or something. <laughs> right. And then we would sing It's a Hard Knock Life and then we would leave the stage. <laughs> that's what it was. I, I remember, because I was fifth grade and I did drama club in third and fourth grade. And I always got good roles because my mom was in the PTA. Yes. Um. <laughs> and I decided, I don't think I even necessarily decided I didn't want to do it the last year. I think I just kind of forgot about it and didn't realize it was like, I was like five and I was just like thinking about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> like forgot Spider about Man it. Or yeah. But then Mrs. was like, Jackson. I don't know if I should say Mrs. name on the podcast. I don't know if that matters. Maybe I'll bleep it out. Okay. Whatever. But like, she was like, Jackson, you have to, we have to get you in here. And I was like, oh, okay. Like sure, I guess. Remember <laughs> and when you did then that? Then I was, and then I was a. Uh, uh, we sang "Putting on the Ritz" yep, by uh -huh, Taco, uh -huh. and uh, I did a a, a tap dance, <laughs> by which I mean we choreographed a little dance, and then there's that tap break in the song "Putting on the Ritz" by Taco. Uh, and I was, like, wearing a suit, and I had a cane with a diamond on top of it. Yeah, when you had, like, a top head. And then they were just like, okay, Jackson and all his... I was, like, the front guy, I guess. Yeah. And they were just like... And then all you guys just 
tap dance. We were like, okay. That thing that that every 10-year-old did after watching Happy Feet. Right, yeah. Um, And so we just kind of pretended to tap dance, and we thought it was really cool. Really good. And then I don't remember what. Remember in the Lewis who did Clark wait? Play? Did they have Randy Jackson? Was there a kid who was Randy Jackson? I don't remember. Was there a white kid who was Randy Jackson? That's I what I'm trying to remember. Truly do not remember. Probably does. <laughs> we should talk to mom and get Mrs. <laughs> phone number. <laughs> ask her if Can there was a, a white kid who played Randy Jackson. There's all these people coming at. <laughs> Franklin's attacking the mirror. This was a mistake. Okay. <laughs> Square up, mirror Franklin. What were you saying? I don't remember anymore. Um, so Scoob. And uh, I don't want to talk about Scoob anymore. It sucks. The Tracy one... Morgan is Captain Caveman at one point, and it's like that's just like another Hanna Barbera character that's like kind of people know about. I've never heard of that character. Ever yeah, before. he's you know he's like one of those like B list Hanna Barbera. Like when he showed up, I was like, oh, a funny caveman character. But the whole reason that he's even there just makes no fucking sense. Yeah, they're like we're on this island. Like the skull is underneath a mountain. They're like, okay, we're underneath a mountain, and they're like, oh, there's a whole ecosystem here. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Also, there's dinosaurs. I'm like, fucking why? And here's my thing. If you're doing a Hanna-Barbera universe, this is the absolute perfect setup for the Flintstones. Yeah. Which you botch so completely by having it be such that the Flintstones could not possibly exist in this. If Flintstone showed up, he's and when we got Fred to that Flintstone, little zone. But that's okay. <laughs> don't know these characters well in any capacity but if we got to that stupid dinosaur island and fred flintstone was like and it's and it's uh john goodman of course, and he's yes. like hey hey you hey hey, hey you got off this is fred the bear which was, <laughs> anyway why you said hey 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 like fat albert so i'm confused <laughs> no it's the bear he says like, oh yogi bear and he's like and he's like you gotta fight me in order to get the stupid whatever then i'd be like oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> so okay um but, but so weirdly just captain caveman i don't know who the fuck that is and they made captain caveman and they made all the cavemen in this world like this really specific kind of like round hairy caveman this race of cavemen yeah and first of all it's kind of weird that famous black actor tracy morgan is playing a white man is well, no, not that. Just he's playing a caveman, but whatever. Also, but there's layers here, and I don't know how to deal with any of them. Anyway, I don't know. And it is also weirdly like because his whole persona on Thirty Rock is like this black guy who like embodies the worst stereotypes of black men, but that's like the joke of it, you know. Yeah. So that's like kind of his persona that he, you know, he carries over into the last OG kind of like. Yeah. That's kind of his vibe, and it's you know sort of nuanced, and it kind of makes sense. But then when you put that persona you and take that away vibe, all of that. Yeah. and you like put it in, he's gonna play a caveman in this one. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't. Mm, we can think about this one some more, maybe. Just, just think about it a little bit. But, so, what are your um? What are your hopes for the Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe that's definitely still happening? I want Johnny Quest, and I want the Bird Lawyer, and that's all I Harvey want. Harvey Birdman. I want a Harvey Birdman. That would be fun. I mean, look. I want, like, a Phoenix Wright movie, except it's Harvey <laughs> Birdman. That's all I want. What, I, what would be ideal for me would be if 
you were to first of all, I want like a not like an adult movie, but like a Brad Bird esque, like mature, yeah, mature, thoughtful yeah. Johnny Quest movie. That would be super cool. Yeah, that like took it seriously and like had something to say. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but also, wouldn't it be great if you like build this universe for like characters interacting with each other? But then you introduced Harvey Birdman, not like the original Harvey Birdman where he was just a superhero people didn't really care about. Yeah. But the like attorney at law Harvey Birdman, and yes. he was just a real guy in live action who was just hanging out in the <laughs> in the animated world and like interacting with people and putting people on trial for stupid things. Yeah, that would be great. I would be really into that. That would be great. We seem overdue for a Harvey Birdman movie, we right? Do. We I like we need some kind of reboot that feels like such a modern like, kind of joke i yeah. don't understand why there hasn't been a new tv show that was or something that was like the first wave of like adult swim content was harvey birdman attorney at law yeah and it was produced by hanna-barbera or at least whatever hanna-barbera looked like in you know 1999 or whatever it was. was yeah um and like that was just as a comedic idea was so ahead of its time. Oh yeah. And I feel like people didn't really appreciate it at the time, but like looking back at it is so, so funny. funny. And like we just we need more Harvey Birdman do, in the God. world. Like for those yeah. who don't know, Harvey Birdman was this TV show where it's like this Hanna Barbera superhero who's a lawyer who just like does this like weird court drama of like characters from the Hanna Barbera canon. So it's like Yogi Bear is on trial for I don't know, like pedophilia or something. something like that. <laughs> and yeah. like he has to defend Yogi Bear and like and they're always like these like sort of like edgy like yeah. and you know, I don't know, it sometimes works better than others. Like there's one where it's the dad from the Jetsons, but he's just, like, a guy who's, like, super high, and, like, that's the joke, and you're like, yeah. okay, you know, that's Well, there's a really but... funny one with Johnny Quest, where they're, like, fighting for custody of the two kids. <laughs> right, like, that one's yeah. hilarious. That's a good one. Um, it's just a good show. What is... There's a droopy dog one that was really funny, too, and I can't remember what it was. Well, it's, like, I don't know, that just... Like, I, like, I don't know, like, something like that kind of... That kind of meta humor that's kind of like Bojack Horseman a little bit. Like, yeah. that, like, feels like such, like, it feels like the right time right. for that kind of show. Well, it was, like, it was, like, self-aware meta humor before it was, like, the norm, you know? thing that we would do every second of every day. <laughs> right. That, that came along, like, you know, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was, like, 98 or 99, which was before, and, you know, I'll still say this, I think Shrek is, like, the dawn of that. Yeah. And... It was, like, before Shrek, like, by a few years. It was, like, sort of laying the groundwork for what Shrek was going to do a few years later, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which, in turn, laid the groundwork for what Deadpool was going to do years later. You. But you don't I'm think that's fair to say. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, this movie, they're not solving a mystery. It doesn't care at all about Scooby-Doo. It's just, like, oh... Dick Dastardly is trying to take over the world and open a door to Hades. And it's, like, the real underworld, and he has to, like, find three big skulls that are not MacGuffins. They're not. But they are objects that he's trying to get that serve... You know what? They are kind of MacGuffins. They are. They could be anything. It could be anything, and the plot would still 
I mean, I don't well, know. Because we're doing that whole thing with Cerberus, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But like, it's we, it, it doesn't have to be Cerberus, right? Yeah. Anything. Cerberus is a MacGuffin. The the but... plot at its core, it would be the same regardless of yeah what actually happens. Well, what's so stupid is that sometimes we do do that in Scooby Doo, where it's like, oh, there's like actually something supernatural going on. Like, there's like the Mummy movie. Like, there's things that we're doing sometimes where like there's actual supernatural things going on, but. It's at the end of the day, it's still a human person controlling those supernatural things. It's like, it's like, oh, this is the bad guy, and he's taking control of these supernatural things in order to do something. So you still get that unmasking. Like, it's right. never just, there's a ghost. It's like, oh, there is an ancient curse tied to this artifact, and this person is using that in right. order to do something. So it's like, there's still that human villain element. I think even that is still dumb. I think, well, it's dumb, but it's a thing that Scooby-Doo has done before, right. so I wouldn't be upset if they did it. But they just don't do that fucking at all. You have Dick Dasterly, who's trying to get the soul of his dog back, which, which is fucking, who fucking yeah. cares? Yeah, well, okay, first of all, Muttley is the entire reason that Dick Dastardly is funny. Yeah. And to take him away, except for a one tiny moment at the end, is whack. Because the thing about Muttley is that he's the straight man. Yeah. And Dick Dastardly does something stupid, and then Muttley goes... <laughs> And that's the punchline. That's all that it is. And, <laughs> and you took that away from us. And you us. took away the punchline. Anyway. It's, it's like, he's doing that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, we have to collect. collect. What makes me laugh about this is that Scooby-Doo does do that sometimes where they'll, like, take something from a mythology and they'll be like, oh, this is what they're going after. And then they'll, like, turn into something else. But, like, they didn't even, like, fucking Google what Cerberus, Cerberus was. <laughs> right. They were just like, oh, it's a big three-headed dog and, um, Hell and Treasure and, um, Alexander the Great. And that's the whole thing, so we're gonna do that. It's like, okay, so what does this have to do with Dick Dastardly? Nothing? Cool, 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 <laughs> yeah. cool, 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 cool. And so, okay, so here's the plot. Dick Dastardly wants to go to the underworld to get the treasure get that's the there. Because there's money there, don't worry about and it. And also, don't worry about the fact that it's, like, actually the underworld. Like, don't he's worry, for real, yeah. for real, going Hell. into the afterlife to, to get some don't treasure from it. Hades. Don't, don't ask questions. Um... And so in order to do that, he has to get three big dog skulls, because Alexander the Great had a dog... And once he does that, then, um... Yeah, where the fuck did those skulls come from? Are those Cerberus' <laughs> actual skulls? Did he kill Cerberus? I don't What's know. What's going on? They're the three skulls of, skulls of Cerberus, and then, um, once he has them, it turns out that actually Scooby-Doo is a descendant of Alexander the Great's dog, so he's the key to opening the door, so Dick Dastardly has to get at Scooby-Doo, and then... I don't know why Alexander the Great is connected to it at all, besides that he's also Greek, but whatever. It's, don't worry about it. Um, and then that happens, and Cerberus gets loose. Anyway. Yeah. But before we do all of that, we do a lot of, we do a lot of shit that doesn't end up mattering. Yeah. Um, and, like, but even even if the, the mystery gang saw all this, and they were like, no way, there has to be a rational explanation. They're, like, trying to figure it out, and then they're proven wrong, and it is just fucking Hades. Yeah. That is something. That is something. That is a take that makes some kind of sense, you know? Yeah. Rather than just not acknowledging it at all. At all. Just having everybody move on. Especially since we've established in the film that that's their whole thing, is like solving the mystery and figuring out you what the real us, explanation is. You showed us what they actually do. And then at the end of the movie, they also start a business where that's <laughs> actually what they do. Right. So what the fuck are we doing here? What is this? The only good... The only good part of this film 
is the little robots. Right. They're amazing and I love them and they're adorable. The little one with the vacuum cleaner for her head that's in love with Daphne. I fucking love yeah. that shit. That's so good. I love it. Dick Dastardly has a... He's in charge of the store afterwards. It's adorable and I love it. Dick Dastardly has a, a layer that looks really nice and... He's got a bunch of little robot minions that are cute sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what Adeline is so excited yeah, they're, about. They're adorable. And I love that one of them's got a vacuum cleaner and a really disturbing scene right, where yeah. he rips the head off of one of them and replaces it with a vacuum. So but afterward it's cute. <laughs> um what was there was something else I wanted to say. Um Oh, whenever they're on the Falcon Fury, for some reason the camera like Becomes weirdly unstable. Becomes like it's someone filming a documentary. Yeah, it feels like The Office all of a sudden, where, like, the camera is, like, moving around. And I don't think it ever pulls focus, but it's constantly, like, yeah. zooming in and zooming out and, like, following people in a weird way that it doesn't do any, any other, time other time. Yeah. That I don't know why. Because it doesn't really have that any is. kind of effect. Maybe they thought it would, like, enhance the comedy or something. Right. And it's, like, I think... they. They weirdly want to set up this cool, like, dynamic relationship going on with the Blue Falcon and all of his friends. But, like, they never do enough to, like, actually do it. Yeah. It's like, because you have Dino Dog, who's like, oh, this Dino is Mutt. a Dino, what is his name? Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. Where like Dynamite. Like, whatever. <laughs> it was 1960-something. That was I cool. Look like I was born in the 60s? <laughs> But, so, his name's Dino Butt, and he's voiced by Ken Jeong. Dino because, Butt? <laughs> he's voiced by Ken Jeong, because Bill Hader said no. All right. Well, Dino Butt <laughs> is like, oh, my, I've been partners with Blue Falcon for forever, but he just retired and left me with his stupid son, and I'm trying to teach the stupid son how to do this, but all he wants to do is vlog, and he's 40, and he shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> right. Like, that's funny, but we never really do that. We never yeah. really have that conversation. And then just, like... God, they're like I really want to like the like pilot lady, but she really just feels like we needed a black woman, and we wanted to have a funny dynamic where she's like exasperated and does all the work, and Blue Falcon is like right. dumb, and it's like that just why it, it just doesn't work, and I want to like her, but I know that's the only reason that she exists, yeah. and it's stupid. The um I also think that just like I don't know. The whole, like, actual, like, emotional core of this movie is that Scooby finds out that he's special, so Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt are like, oh, Scoob, you gotta hang with us, we're cool, you're part of us now. And Shaggy's like, what? I'm not special, and I don't feel special, so we can't be friends you anymore. You have to choose! You have to choose between him or me, and then he does, and he goes off, and they're mad, and then they make up, yeah. and... And then Shaggy dies, and then he immediately yeah, comes back. I so forgot about that. What they want me, two things that they do. They want me to think that Dynamut is in danger, and they want me to cry about that. And I'm not going to, because I don't give a fuck about Dynamut. And then the second thing that they do is that they expect me to cry when Shaggy dies. And I'm also not going to do that, because I know that Shaggy isn't going to die. Right. Because it's the movie is Scoob. And it's like, there are ways that you could have done that. That would have made me cry. Like, if you wanted to kill Shaggy, to, if you wanted to have a gotcha moment where you killed Shaggy and made me cry, and then I was pissed at you later, right. like, you could have at least done that effectively. And because you could have had any emotional beat where we, like, actually see him die, and then I would have been sad. Right. But what they do is they just pull one of those stupid switcheroos, so they're like, I... 
sacrifice sacrifice myself for you. I'll shoot myself into space on the pod. <laughs> I'll shoot myself into space on the pod or whatever. Like they do that. So he's just like gone. He's not dead. He's just not there anymore. Right. And then literally as they're like consoling Scooby, Velma's like, but wait, what if we read this thing? And then he comes back. And I'm like, I fucking, I fucking knew it. You didn't make me cry. And you just wasted 10 more seconds of my life. Right. Like there's just, there's no payoff. There's no setup. It's not worth it. Why did you do this? But I do want to be conscientious of that argument because emotional and dramatic stakes don't always need to be tied to somebody actually being dead. But there were like, none. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the example I always bring up is Black Panther. Yes. Where T'Challa gets thrown off the waterfall and he he's presumed dead, right? Yes. The stakes attached to that aren't that you actually think he's dead. You're devastated for the implications of that of that moment yeah, and the... Yeah, that someone else is in charge and, of Wakanda. Well, right. But not only that, but also the emotional effect that have believing that he's dead would have on the other characters in the movie right yeah. that's where the stakes are attached obviously the movie's called black panther and you know he's not gonna die yes like 40 minutes into the movie yeah but that that doesn't make it invalid as an emotional beat so yeah. i i don't i don't want to say that the complaint is that they try to convince us he's dead when we know he's not dead because that is not always yeah, no, a, that's not what I mean. an important thing but there are very ineffective ways to exactly do that also. yes so like it's like when it's like when they try to tell me that Superman is dead, and then ten seconds later they tell me that he's not dead. No, you're wrong because that's good. It's not good. It is good. <laughs> it's not because then in Justice League, which is good. Uh huh. Yeah. What a good <laughs> film. It's all about people dealing with the consequences. You like the evil Superman with uh, amnesia? When Superman. Did you like him? <laughs> yeah, he had amnesia. <laughs> And he, like, punched Lois Lane or whatever. I don't remember what happens in that No, movie. he gets in a fight with the Flash. That's right. And then the, and then the Flash and, and Cyborg have to happen? dig up... No, remember when Flash and Cyborg have to dig up Superman's grave? Yeah, I do. I do and they're, like, that. in a graveyard with shovels in the middle of the night. Yeah, uh-huh. I do remember that. That part rules. <laughs> <laughs> the only good parts of Justice League are that part and the part where, like, the thing explodes and Superman's like, oh, I wish I was dead. That's yeah. really funny. Everything else is bad. Um... I'm still, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole Snyder Cut thing anymore. I want to see it so bad, though. <laughs> I just want to, it's not like, I think it would be better. It's just, I want to see it. Like, yeah. what did you do? Well, no, it would be better. Like, you, don't mean, pretend yeah. like it wouldn't be better. Than but Batman versus Superman. Is better than Justice League. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's really fair. I'm just saying, if nothing's going to make it a good film. It's going to be better. <laughs> right. But it's never going to be a good film. That's not how this works. <laughs> You you just don't appreciate as real cinema. You don't appreciate Zack Snyder like real, I do. I, I don't. I, I'll stand by that. I don't. <laughs> um, oh, also, there's this bit where, um, fucking the they're trying to go save somebody or whatever, and the mystery machine gets pulled over, and it's a hot police officer. And Fred is Which like, feels like a joke oh, I'm from into like that. 1992. But then they literally play like 35 seconds of Barry White's "Let's Get It On." Which is the laziest, joke. most non-joke oh ever, and it is it like happens for so long. long, and it's just nothing. It's like the least funny thing ever in history. Well, and it's, this movie seems so out. of... You already said this. I'm stealing right. the thing that you said, but like it feels like out of date for like three different time periods. <laughs> right. Like, I, like they do that thing where Blue Falcon shows up. And then they play, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Right. And I'm like, is it 2010? Like, what yeah. are we doing? 
And then you have Simon Cowell, so it feels like it's the year 2000. <laughs> and then you have that joke, and I don't even know what time period that's from. Right. It's just not funny. Like, but it's, I don't know what you're doing. There's also, like, part of the whole bit of Blue Falcon is that he's always very online. So he's always like, say hashtag whatever, which is, like, very much a joke that we all stopped laughing at, like, yeah. about 10 years uh, after ago. After the Emoji movie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> after the Emoji movie ruined it. Like, when when was it that, was it Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake who did that joke where it was, like, the guy who says hashtag too much, and he was always like hashtag breakfast hashtag tv show hashtag game of thrones hashtag and he like did the little yeah. hand slappy like, thing was funny. that then was funny that was the last time that was the last time it was after funny. that it wasn't funny anymore uh, <laughs> but it's like i like they they did so many of those things that just seemed so out of date and out of touch at the end when they're like where's the dj that you hired i dead ass thought it was either gonna be like fucking skrillex or like dead mouse <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like or what 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 are the two robot men Oh, Daft Punk? No, like Daft, Daft Punk, Punk are timeless. <laughs> okay, but... They won Best Album, like, four years ago. <laughs> but that's that was four years ago, though. Yeah, fair <laughs> um, I guess it was more than four years ago. That's I guess I was, I was I was in high school. Yeah. An album rips, though, so but don't, it is don't a you good album. Even. I'm just saying, if Daft Punk came down from the sky at the end of Scoob, I would have been confused, <laughs> and you would have also been confused. No, that would have been good. Like okay, Tron what Legacy. if it was Skrillex and Dead Mouse? See, that were, would be different. That would be perfect. And they were making out on top of a boombox. Would that do it for you? I also just like that they just call... I think it's funny that they call Blue Falcon just Brian. That's funny. Like, like that. he's like, I'm the Blue Falcon. He's like, what? It's like, well, I'm his son. My name's Brian. They're like, oh. Hi, so, Brandon. like, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, just refer to him as Brian. That's funny. That's funny. That was a good joke. That's, like, the only joke that lands in yeah. this whole movie. But anyway, there's, like, a gladiatorial sequence where they fight Captain Caveman, voiced by Tracy Morgan. Yeah, it's not funny. And it's not funny, and they could have put the Flintstones in there, but they didn't. But they and they didn't. seemingly actively tried to set it up so that the Flintstones are impossible. Yeah. Uh, what's your take for a Flintstones movie, Adeline? Uh, you remember the movie, the last episode of Dinosaurs where the world ends and they all die? <laughs> I want that. You know what would be fun? I would have it. Okay, wait, real quick. Have you ever seen the last episode <laughs> of Dinosaurs? Yes. It's the freakiest thing it's on the really, planet. It's really upsetting. Where they all just accept the fact that they're going to die and there's like news reports and it's like actively they're like civilization breaking down <laughs> right. and the baby's like, Daddy, are we going to die? And he's like, it's just a new beginning, sweetheart. And then they all fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good show. Jim Henson was a genius. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's a there's an account i follow on twitter i think i actually stopped following because he got annoying probably but uh called muppet history where it's just this guy who's like really passionate about like muppets and jim henson and all that and he's constantly like posting like like deep cut muppet stuff and like yeah. obscure production photos and stuff i was like this is fun but then he's just like every once in a while he just goes like so far where he's just like I think the Muppets are the purest, most beautiful thing in this world, and they are the reason I'm still alive today. And you're God, like, there are so oh, many people like that. Okay. Um, the frog's my savior. But then there was one point where he was, like, watching dinosaurs, and he was, like, live-tweeting his experience, like, re-watching dinosaurs. Yeah. And he was constantly just like, yes, queen, about, like, the mom in dinosaurs. <laughs> And I was like, that's how I feel whenever people are like, yes, queen about Miss Piggy. Like I get there is like, <laughs> there is like an element of kind of like reclaiming her or whatever. Right. Like there is that. At the same time, she's a terrible caricature of what women are. She's <laughs> yeah, literally no. a pig. It's so I'm pretty like, rough. 
I still feel like, because there is, like, that kind of, like, reclaiming of her, like, actually kind of becoming a female character that right. happened with Miss Piggy. I don't think that happens with the mom and dinosaurs. <laughs> I think she might just be a caricature of a mother. But it was just, like, every time they would do an episode that was, like, kind of had to do with some kind of topical issue, like... Yeah a story about sex because it was like a sitcom in the 90s so they had to do an episode about racism or yeah. they had to like explain to their kids what racism is or what yeah. sexual harassment is but or something but they're all dinosaurs so it gets lost <laughs> just a little bit yeah but every time there would be one of those be like can you believe what they were doing this is so far ahead of its time they talked about sexual harassment in the 90s it's like did you watch Fresh Prince like, yeah did you watch Roxanne <laughs> like, <laughs> unfortunately yes <laughs> yeah um, and it's just like, I, I, that's about around the time I stopped following. I was, was like, like okay, dude. this is like, this guy is like so into the Muppets. It's like making me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are too into the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Like I liked when you were just like, oh, check this out. Here's like some old production stills. Here's an interview with Jim Henson where he said something funny. I was like, hell yeah, I'm into this. And yeah. then it just like went too I far. I love Jim Henson's like. OG like coffee commercials <laughs> with so those insane. terrifying puppets that are always like murdering each other. <laughs> he's like, here's my camera for capturing pictures of people who don't like stalemate coffee. And then like shoots <laughs> Pulls them. Pulls out a gun. And yeah. then he shoots them and then points at the camera and goes, who's next? Like, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to post those on the Twitter because they're, they're so, so funny. Good. Oh my God. There was like a weird span of time. I watched some documentary. I don't remember what they what they were talking about, but they were talking about the history of like stop motion and claymation. And they were like, there was a weird span of time where like claymation was like all over commercials. For some reason, commercials right. were just like hopping on the claymation train. And I think there was definitely also a time when they were also jumping on the puppetry train. Right. Because you got like that puppet for one commercial and then the other one where it's like the the like planet but he's wearing glasses you know that commercial i don't know what you're talking about okay well that it's in the commercial sure that there are puppets in commercials that's all i'm saying <laughs> have you ever wondered how <laughs> <laughs> monsters inc and wreck it ralph are kind of the same <laughs> <laughs> makes you think <laughs> what is the deal have you ever thought about how um the beginning of up is sad and the beginning of finding nemo is also, also sad? sad at the same time do you ever think about how, like, uh, Megamind and Despicable Me came out around the same time? Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Or, like, Atlantis and Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else to say? I'm so burnt out on this whole thing. Uh, oh, I was going to say, here's what my take for a Flintstones movie would be. Yes. You would have, um, it would be, like, the Flintstones are, like, the, the like are, like, an allegory for, like, conservatives, right? Yeah. They're, like, good people, like, deep down, but they, like, don't understand, and they only see life their own way because they're, like, old-timey. And they're, yeah. like, this is great, but also... Wait, are you saying... It's the Stone Age. Wait, are you saying that, like, they are the only Stone Age people and everyone else is just, like, modern No. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I would have liked that. <laughs> I was about to be on board with that. No. <laughs> everyone else has prog progressed through humanity but they're so stuck in their old ways that they're just still cavemen. Oh, so you're just saying it would be like a fish-out-of-water comedy where yeah. the Flintstones are just super racist all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I was saying that they could, like, interact with, like, it could be like they interact with people in the present day who are like, yo, we cured, like, dysentery and shit. Yeah. And they'll be like, what? And they'll be like, oh, actually, this is better. And 
we're just being stubborn, and it would be like kind of a metaphor so for like about like from the conservatism. Yeah, maybe that Is would this be a it. Time, time travel story. Maybe it would be a Jetsons. Flintstones thing. But then it would turn into Jetsons good, Flintstones bad, which is weird. Well, you could do what people sometimes do, where it's like Neanderthals versus Homo sapiens, or like the Nathaniel... God, Jesus. (laughs) Neanderthals go extinct, but they're like also better... And they're the cool, progressive ones, and the Flintstones are the racists. Anyway, we do this, it's just going to be Flintstones bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was just the top of my head take. What's your take for, um, what's a good Hanna-Barbera? What's your good take for the one where there's a shark who plays the drums? Oh, what's Betty and the Jets, where they're all cats? Is that Hanna-Barbera? P- Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. And that's a weird one because it got, like, absorbed into Archie Comics. That's fair. Oh, God, there's going to be a freaking CW show about them, isn't there? They're in Riverdale already. Oh, fuck, God. <laughs> Have you you watched Riverdale I with I, me? We watched two episodes together. Yeah, and they we, were in it. They were? Yes. Don't you remember when they're rehearsing in the gym and Archie comes in? He's like, hey, I'm trying to get better at guitar. Do you guys mind if I play with you? And they were like, um, Archie, we're serious musicians and you need to get out of here. And they were, that was, like, it. I don't remember that. <laughs> and I'm sure they'd come back later, but they were just, like... And they, like, ha- and they like kill a police officer yeah, or something and they're because like, it's Riverdale. <laughs> they're all black and, like, really bitchy. Yeah. And you're like, okay, fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, maybe Riverdale's really bad. <laughs> yeah. No, Riverdale's good. I'll <laughs> <laughs> take Riverdale. Good. No, genuinely, I, I don't know. I haven't watched more than a few episodes. I feel but... like you should before you say anything No, right I, I admire Riverdale. I <laughs> think it's, like, so... It's, just, like, so out there and so just absolutely itself God, that I'm just, like, yeah. it's ridiculous and insane, but that's what people like about it. Yeah, I, I mean, know. every time I watch an episode of it, I just want to die, but I keep watching episodes, <laughs> But so that's I guess part of it. That's part of it. you just want to fucking die every time you, you just look at the screen. You just give yourself over to the experience. And you see Jughead, and he's like, I'm weird. I wear this hat all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's fucking weird. I'm like, God, okay. I'm a weirdo. I don't want to be normal. I have to wear this hat. My hat. Remember, um... Anyway, my sister died or whatever happened <laughs> yeah. to Riverdale. And Archie's sleeping with his teacher. And yeah. It's good stuff. Um, anyway, I'm just gonna plug the, um, Mark Wade Archie comic books again. That's fine. Because they're really good, and I think everybody should read them. They don't get a lot of attention, but they're just, like, genuinely, like, really, really good comic books. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, so this is another one of those ones where there's not really... A, um, review of it because um, yeah today. it came out today so i don't know if i can do that oh fuck um i wanted to do this at the beginning um cool, cool, cool. I'll, I'll splice this in later oh okay at the beginning okay. as a thing but i will i'll keep this in also just to reiterate all right cool i want to start doing he, here's my thought uh we are gonna do we haven't made any plans for next week we, uh, we don't have any guests lined up. Let's do Sonic the Hedgehog next week. Okay. Um, we're going to do Sonic the Hedgehog next week. If you write in something, just like a couple of sentences, write in what you think about Sonic the Hedgehog for uh, our next episode and either tweet it to us on Twitter or send it to us on our email, nonerdspod at gmail.com. And maybe if we if this goes well and we have enough of the listenership, we can start to transition from doing rando reviews to just like Fan find reviews. something funny that one of our listeners said. Yeah. That we can that we can read at the so end. So be fun. 
funny. <laughs> Which is, yeah, something that you think is interesting and worth saying. Um, also, I want you guys to start leaving reviews on iTunes. Because if you do that, we'll read them on the air. Of this, is, this show? Yeah. Of our show. Yes. This is our, this is a classic podcast marketing strategy. Yes. Which is, you guys write reviews on iTunes of us, on our show, and then we'll shout them out. We'll read them on the air. So if you want something read on air, just phrase it in the yeah. form of a review on yeah. iTunes. <laughs> anyway. I really like No Nerds Pod. I would, I, what I really like it is the fact that Jackson always uh, does 12 jumping jacks every single episode, <laughs> and then we'll have to do it. Okay. That wasn't funny. You can cut that. <laughs> yeah, That's the okay. example what you shouldn't do, because it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. This has been... I don't know. What do you, how do you want to end it? What's your funny review? How do you want to end it? Uh, Overall thoughts of Scoob. It's maybe the angriest I've been in a movie. In a long time. In a really long time. Maybe since Predator. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the tagline. As angry as I've been in a movie since since Predator. Predator. (laughs) It's the dark souls of being angry in a movie. (laughs) It's like on the DVD cover. It says, the worst movie since Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. More like Scooby Don't, am I right? Yeah, anyway, more like Scooby Don't. This has been No Nerds Allowed. Scooby Don't. And this... <laughs> there are no nerds allowed. Say the thing. This has been No Nerds Allowed. And there are no nerds allowed. Uh, theme song. Get the fuck and out of here. And then we like ramble for a little bit. Go and, like, do, go write a review, you fucker. Where we keep like kind of making jokes for like a minute.